Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Do you know what grinds my gears? Not today. You're not going to give me one of those, well, it'd be easier to say what doesn't grind your gears. Aren't we sassy this morning? Maybe. But you know what I can't stand? Is the fact that these darn PCs in our offices, they say, would you like to schedule a um, an uh, automatic upgrade? And we can do this at night. So I schedule it. It's at night. And then you go to start the computer up. And it's like finishing the upgrade. Or I get in the middle of something and you hear this. We couldn't do the upgrade. So we would like to do it now. No, I scheduled it for the nighttime. You do know you have to leave your computer on for it to do that. I don't right? ever turn my computers off. Okay. That, I'm Mike Markey. And that's what grinds my gears. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Good morning, West Michigan. Well, I guess good morning to our listeners on WFUR and WJRW. And then good afternoon to the folks up there in Ludington. So we've got a good show today. Um, I've been lectured that maybe it doesn't have as much to do with finance as what it should. But I think tariffs have to do with finance. Okay. And what will these tariffs, and if you've been living under a rock, you haven't heard about them, the price of your beer is going to go up two pennies per 12-pack. So if that's not in your- Per 12-pack or per can? No. 12-pack. Oh, it's, that's they dumb. said it's a penny per six pack. Okay. So if you're in college, by the way, and you buy them by the 30 pack, it is now going to be five cents more. You need to go find somebody to give you a nickel for you to still buy your beer. And if you can't afford said nickel, you probably shouldn't be drinking the beer. <laughs> that's never stopped a college student. <laughs> ever before <laughs> said no college student ever they just buy by the keg then and sell cups <laughs> right <laughs> anyway but the keg's now going to be 38 cents more expensive so we're going to talk about tariffs what does it really mean on a personal level we're going to talk about well we're going to talk about cell phones and upgrades mm -hmm. is it really an upgrade you're eligible for an upgrade so we're going to get into that too um let's start with tariffs Mm -hmm. And I know right now there's some people with their hands on the dial going, I don't know if I want to hear a political thing. You know, whatever. I'm not really being political here. It's just going to be to the point. It's math. That's all it is. It's math. And how much it's really going to affect you financially. Right. Part of this is news stations 
getting on the same page. Right. You know, we wonder, we listen to Fox, and then you listen to CNBC, and they're like, ah, ah. that was my yeah, I get it. audio yeah. for their arguing. Right. But do you think they ever argue within the same news channel? I mean, technically based on their core values, they shouldn't. But you already know they do because we've got two I audio do. clips. <laughs> yes, I do. So ExxonMobil has said that this tariff on aluminum mm -hmm. and steel is going to increase their costs. Correct. I don't have the um I don't have the clip for this, but they even said that it's going to make gas more expensive for people and I'll I'll explain that later. But let's first here's a clip from CNBC. It's the CEO of ExxonMobil. Mm -hmm. So if there's anybody we should talk to about what they think isn't the CEO a pretty good person to interview? Mm -hmm. All right, here it is. I think the talk of the tariff, while it's, it's still uh, yet to be defined, actually takes us back the opposite direction and, and makes those investments less competitive. Does that mean you'd be changing your plans for capital expenditure? You know, at this point, I don't see us doing that. I think the way we look at it is let me, let me uh, replay the opposite that. direction and, and makes those investments less competitive. Does that mean you'd be changing your plans for capital expenditure? You know, at this point, I don't see us doing that. I think the way... I, you know, he didn't explicitly say that, but let's read between the lines. At this point, I don't see us doing that. That means what? No, we're not going to change how we're doing things right now. And then also from CNBC, watch this. Marathon imported steel having a ripple effect in the marketplace. Take a look at some of the shares of big oil, ExxonMobil specifically, trading lower. Reuters reporting that... Now, by trading lower, it's down... Less than 1%. So no big uh -oh. deal. Watch out, guys. It's down. 1%. Exxon said the proposed U.S. tariff on imported steel could impact ExxonMobil's deliberations on refinery expansion. Reuters is citing a source here. but Well, I'm guessing Reuters' source wasn't the CEO. Right. Because your other buddy at CNBC interviewed. Like, you don't have to go to another news source to get a source when you have the source correct oh i'm getting upset but certainly when you take a look at these uh tariffs placed on imported steel it would have a larger impact on the energy industry why is that certainly uh, certainly because reuters said so we just add words to things uh, it's obvious that this is going to be a disrupt disruptive event all right why am i so upset about this why am i getting all riled up because you went through and figured out to the tenth of a penny how much everything's going to increase based on the tariff and it annoys you because it's not that much here's what really annoys me and let me. me tell you the tenth of a penny you want to grinds my ears so that i and i searched and searched and i can't find this clip um so take it for what it's worth with a grain of salt i suppose since i don't have the clip but there's i when i when i was driving last week i had heard um ExxonMobil quoted, and you can kind of see it from that CEO, how he had talked, saying that costs are going to go up. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, that if our costs go up, you know, more than likely, we're going to pass that on to the consumer. Correct. Wrong. Gas is what we call a commodity. A commodity's price is determined by supply and demand, by traders. 
Right. Not the cost of extraction. When has a commodity ever, ever, when has the price of a commodity ever been determined by the extraction cost? I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with ever. Uh-huh. Never. Uh-huh. Think about it. 2006. <clears throat> We've got the price of oil per barrel. Yep. Was the cost of extraction way up there? Was it three times? So the cost of a a barrel of oil today is about $60. Okay. So is the cost of extraction in 2006 two and a half times what it is today? No, probably not. In fact, it was probably less. So is the corn also a commodity? If a farmer... If his costs go way up because he loses 80% of his crop to a swarm of locusts eating all the corn. Okay, Moses. Can he charge eight times now the cost for his corn? Well, I didn't get as much yield as I normally get. I mean, technically, if, if it's there's only drought his. and famine. If it's only oh, his. No, 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 he can't. Gold Rush. Let's go to season one. I love Gold Rush. I don't know why. Obsessed. Love it. Season one. You got eight men, nine men, ten men, whatever, from what Oregon. They mm-hmm. go up to Alaska. They know nothing about mining. But they've got faith. They've got dreams. They've yep. got hope. They pull out 13 ounces of gold. Mm-hmm. I think they spend somewhere like $100,000 to pull out this 13 ounces of gold. Gold was trading at $800 an ounce with that when that show started. But they got hundred grand into the extraction price of those thirteen ounces. Still can't charge more for their gold. Mm-mm. The only exception to that would be if they said this is going to co- rise, you know, increase the cost of extraction, and therefore it's no longer as profitable, and therefore we may not do, we may not put as much into future expansion. We may not continue to make the investments that are necessary to be able to pull out, um, be able to pull that oil out. And just in case you're just listening to us, what did the CEO of ExxonMobil say about not making those investments to be able to pull more oil out of the ground? Uh, Yet to be defined actually takes us back the opposite direction and and makes those investments less competitive. Does that mean you'd be changing your plans for capital expenditure? You know, at this point, I don't see us doing that. I think the way we look at it. And that's a no. <laughs> I can't stand some of this. stuff. You know what? And I'm going to put this right here, right before we go to break. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. And if you're a Trump-liker fan, I'm sorry. I don't like him. I voted for him. I don't like him. Right. It doesn't matter. The fact is, whether you think or don't think a tariff's a good idea. First of all, that's the direction we're going in. Second of all, I agree with you. The academic world will tell you tariffs don't work. The academic world will say they just don't work. Free trade is better. Mm -hmm. But we've been losing this trade thing for 20, 30 years. It's been atrocious. We used to have companies in America make TVs. Right. We lost those in the 70s. Now we got one in Ohio somehow. I don't know what happened. The cost of labor in Ohio is like really, really cheap probably. 15 cents an hour. 
But they let them watch football, Bates so they're good. Kasich. <laughs> we got to try something. The academic world will also tell you NAFTA is the very best thing that could ever happen to our economy. If you're sitting here in West Michigan, I bet you have a different opinion of NAFTA. When we come back, we're going to talk about what these tariffs really mean to the price of everyday goods for our listeners. Let's take a quick break. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. And now back to Fireproof Your Retirement with Mike and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everybody, to our second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. Um, If you missed the first segment, you got to miss Mike going off on a tirade about tariffs and how much extra to the tenth of a penny you're going to be spending on goods. We didn't exactly go there. So you've been caught up now. (laughs) All right. So don't just take my word for it. Let's, you know, a lot of people... They've heard the name Ben Stein, and maybe they think he's an actor, but he's really a famous economist. Bueller. Bueller. Oh, I thought you said yours. Bueller. <laughs> so here we've got Ben Stein on Fox talking about the tariff. The tariffs. I think it's a very good idea for him to be flexible. As an economist, as a free market economist, of course I'm opposed to tariffs. I'm in favor of free trade. But I think there are cases where, one, he's made a campaign promise, and he's trying to keep his campaign promises, and I applaud that very, very much. Two, steel and aluminum are vital defense commodities. Wait a minute. He said, as an economist, that... Oh, I don't think he's got to that yet. I almost almost talked for him. Whoops. And it's important that we have a booming and very strong industry in those areas. So I don't feel as if it's that bad. And I think what people don't understand is that steel and aluminum on a raw basis are not very expensive. So if you raise the price 25%, the amount of difference that makes in the price of a car or a refrigerator or a washing machine is very, very small. And yet, on the other hand, many, many good American yeah. workers are going to have their jobs saved. Well, that's the point. I mean... So these plants that we're trying to keep here, mm-hmm. the steel and the aluminum, by putting this tariff on things, guess what those plants use to fire up their engine or their um, ovens and the machinery? Fuel. What kind of fuel? Oil. Oil. Almost coal. Oh yeah. So we've got. <laughs> there it is. You know, it's funny, but there is a ripple effect here. I'm not saying it's going to work. But I'm saying we've been trying nothing. We've been the good guys for how long? Ever. Yeah. So what is this going to mean for the price? Well, aluminum's going up. Yeah, but you are also now the coal industry here in the United States and all the people in, what is it, Virginia, that have been... Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, I don't know, all the West Virginia. They could potentially have their jobs back. Or keep them. Exactly. Right. It's not just one piece. It's always Ripple. So we've got the Beer Institute, a trade group, 
They're estimating the tariff would create the equivalent of 347.7 million tax on beverages served in cans. And here's what the Beer Institute. Now, why am I surprised that the Beer Institute institutes a bunch of morons? You shouldn't be. Probably drunk. Actually, they, actually, probably you drunk should be though, this. because it's it's become quite the industry, and it's quite a art form now to make beer. The additional, co- according to the Beer Institute, the additional cost could equal. Now, could main word could, real word won't, but could equal the loss of tens of thousands of jobs. Why? Yeah, why? All these college kids won't be able to buy their thirty pack of natty light anymore because that's that extra five cents really notice how we don't have coca-cola coming out maybe there is i didn't search for coca-cola so if you're on there doing something stupid like that too i apologize i don't apologize good for you i didn't call you out um think about it this way when we had the what do we call it deposits Mm -hmm. added to cans yeah now, one of the reasons in the state of Michigan why we had one of the highest deposits is because Michigan was one of the biggest littering states of cans. So the idea of the deposit is that you'll pay the money and then you'll get it back and you'll actually recycle. Right. But it's still an upfront cost. Mm-hmm. I get it that you get it back. It's an upfront cost. Right. And if you don't return the can, you don't get your 10 cents back. And that started in the early, I think it was in the 80s, maybe early 90s, but it's been around for basically forever. Right. And if it did affect the beverage industry, it's done a pretty good job at rebounding. Yeah, people still buy pop. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it didn't affect it. Maybe on a short-term, long-term, no. Right. That was 10 cents. A can. So, in the 1980s. $1.20, a 12-pack. Yeah, take 10 cents a can. What was 10 cents in the 80s? A lot. At least 20 cents today, a quarter. Right. Ten cents. It recovered once. But this this additional tax, it's going to cost tens of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of jobs. You know what? If it's two cents, they said it. I read an article that said it was one penny per six pack. Wow. Two cents. Per 12 pack. I'm pretty sure Budweiser's going to pass that two cents on to me. Right. In fact, they'll probably pass the two cents plus their margin. I mean, that's how it works sometimes. But what is this going to cost in regards to, oh, I don't know, a um, a car? Got a guess? Mm, I have no idea. 175 bucks. That's it? Yep. That's it? That's it. Also... On CNBC, there was Wilbur Ross. He told us what the price of a can of soup would go up. Is it going to be more than the two? <laughs> no. First of all, I'm gonna. This is going to show how removed somebody like Wilbur Ross is from everyday Americans. If you want to go buy a can of Campbell's soup. Which is like 59 cents, by the way. Where would you go buy it? Meyer. Would you ever go to 7-Eleven? No, because it's like $3 there. <laughs> First of all, I didn't even know we had 7-Elevens yet. But so Wilbur Ross goes to 7-Eleven and he shows that the price of that can is $1.99. Okay. Guess how much it goes up by? 
Ten cents. Two point six. That's it. Your life will not change with these tariffs. You're not going to go into debt because of the tariffs. But maybe, maybe it'll make us more competitive. Maybe it'll keep more jobs here. Maybe it'll keep more money here. I don't know. It's worth a try. I mean, we haven't done it yet, and we've been getting lambasted by China, so we might as well try something. Yeah, when people, well, it'll never work. You know what? Working for China. United States was never supposed to beat Russia in the 1984 Olympics. I still remember that speech by, what's the actor's name? I have no idea. Oh, come on. How do you not know that? The, the I've Kurt seen Ru- that movie Kurt once. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Nine out of ten times they'd beat you, but not today. Not tonight. This is your moment. Maybe this is ours. Let's take a quick, on that note, let's take a quick break. Every great day has a beginning, and every bad day has an ending. Many of you will start and finish each day in your bathroom. Have you ever noticed that when you go to a new hotel, the thing you want to see most is how nice your bathroom is? You'll take a look at the shower, the shower door, the glass, the handles, the hinges. Let my friends, my family, the pros at City Glass and Mirror, they've been here for over 50 years now. Let them design your dream bathroom. Let them help you start each day and end each day in your oasis. They can design it with vision and passion and they will give you an accurate quote. They won't give you a low quote just to try to win your business because they want you to be happy. Give them a call at 616-842-3740. 616-842-3740. Visit them on the web at cityglassgh.com. At cityglassgh.com. Or again, give them a call. 842-3740. And now back to Fireproof Your Retirement with Mike and Vanessa Markey. All right. And welcome everyone back to the last segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. I I apologize to anyone if I've gotten a little off the rails here, Um, but this is important. Right. You know, it's hard. You know, and and half of what we've shared today with you is CNBC. Mm -hmm. So and CNBC's own reporting contradicts itself and also shows how this isn't that big of a deal. Now, I'm going to go back to Fox. There's with the interview with Ben Stein. It's talking about the price of vehicles and they bring up an interesting point from Elon Musk. Um, So Elon Musk is talking about the cost of what China adds to a car we send over to China. They call it an import duty. And for those of you who don't know who Elon Musk is, he makes Teslas. Right. Pretty smart guy. Mm-hmm. Now, China calls it an import duty. I'm pretty sure he just shot one up into space, too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Did but, it work? What do you mean, did it work? They're not... the, the that. What at, was the point of it? It, it was cool. It's just spend lots of money. It was just cool. That's <laughs> okay. all. It's advertising. <laughs> they spent less on putting that car in space than you would on a Super Bowl ad. Which one's gotten talked about more? Shooting the car into space. Touche. Okay, let's go to, let's go to that interview now. Interesting. Tesla's Elon Musk, uh, Ben, watch this. He's in a tweet storm about how how unfair China is has been. He's saying, quote, an American car going to China pays a 25 percent import duty, i.e. tariff. But a Chinese car coming into the U.S. only pays 2.5 percent. That's a tenfold difference. 
He's saying that China also forces American companies that want to open factories in China to give half ownership of that factory to a Chinese company. He's also saying, watch this, the current rules are unfair. He said, quote, they make things very difficult. It's like competing in an Olympic race wearing lead shoes. Your reaction? I mean, before we go to back to Ben Stein, the point I'm making here, we're not doing something novel here. Right. Everybody else is doing it. And it's, again, I'm not saying it'll work, but it's something we haven't tried in years. You know, I was on a board a number of years ago, and I was really too young for anyone to take me seriously. Because <laughs> they take you seriously now? They do. <laughs> but I remember, at, you know, I'm like, hey, what if we tried this? And somebody goes, oh, we tried that. And I'm like, when did you try it? All oh, back in 1988. Seriously? But they're so close-minded. Well... My reaction is that Elon Musk is a very smart guy, and I think he's right about this. We are not getting a fair deal, a fair shake from China. China, we, we let China slide for a very long time because they're a developing country. We wanted them to be our friends. They're an incredibly important and powerful country. They will. So, again, it's just about giving. You know what? Let me, let me take a step back. As I said earlier, I don't particularly like Donald Trump. Right. But I voted for him. Mm-hmm. How about Tiger Woods? Mm -hmm. Is Tiger Woods a pretty good golf player? Yes, one of the best. And was he pretty good before we found out that he had as many, I don't know, lady friends as Noah had animals on the ark? <laughs> yeah, they might have been a factor in his good golf lane. It has no bearing. Although he was a turd in his personal life, he was still a heck of a good golf player. Right. We have these ideas. We keep bringing a bowl. You know, this whole thing that's out there right now. Well, Donald Trump probably had an affair with this um, adult film person. If you like Donald Trump, does that really surprise you? No. No, it's like, he had a ton of money. It kinda, He's a billionaire I, playboy. Kind of seems like it fits surprise. his personality. If you don't like Donald Trump, does that surprise you? No. No. You know, what I'm saying here is the guy is our guy. He is our president. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I'm not going to tell my kids maybe to look up to him on a personal level. Absolutely not. But it, you know what? I also don't tell my kids to look up to professional athletes on a personal level. No. It, it always seems like that bites you in the butt. But it doesn't take away from Tiger Woods' skills. Mm -hmm. It right. doesn't take away from Donald Trump's ability to negotiate or lead or get these things done. Right. So... <laughs> We've got a lot of different directions today. The point here, though, is these tariffs, what type of personal impact will they really make? Not much. Not on me. Not on you. Any one of you listening right now, the two cents that it's going to increase your cost of a, you know, 12-pack of beer, oh, well. Or a 12-pack of Coca-Cola, oh, well. Right. The 2.6 cents, it's going to increase your can of Campbell's soup. Oh, well. That you're buying at a 7-Eleven instead of Meyer. But it's still 2.6, whether it's at Meyer's or 7-Eleven. It's the cost of the steel. Okay. Oh, well. The $175, it raises the cost of a brand new car. They're already up at 50 grand, so oh, well. Oh, well. But maybe, maybe this will keep more plants running in Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Maybe. It'll help us extract more coal or mm -hmm. the viability of it. Maybe it's not going to really impact the price of gasoline 
because it's a commodity. I know I get mad about that one every time, but commodities are priced. The price of a commodity has never been, ever, never, ever been priced based on the extraction cost. Don't get lost in the two. weeds. Don't get lost in the weeds. I believe in listening to multiple sources of news. That's why I don't just listen to Fox. I, that's why I listen to CNBC and MSNBC and all those other, and ABC. Well, not as so much ABC now that they got rid of Tim Allen, but anyway. <laughs> Super butthurt about that, aren't you? Point is, do not be a hostage to one news source. Don't be a hostage to bad math. Don't be a hostage to incorrect facts because you take them as facts when they're not always facts. It doesn't, sometimes you just got to pause it and say, is that what they just said? And you know what I love about the technological world we live in today? It makes that sound when I'm on my phone because I have a Blackberry with a keyboard. Oh, hey, Google. Oh, huh, that's weird. I got three sources telling me that was a bunch of baloney. Right. Don't be a hostage. I apologize if we didn't give enough personal finance insight today. But on that note, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. We are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855 855- LF Network or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.